Hey everyone, it's Louise from louisecorville.com and today we're talking about your lead magnets and are they working? Here's the story behind this. I have had so many lead magnets up on my website. How about you? I mean, you keep trying new ones and new ones and new ones and then the other day I learned this really cool idea for a lead magnet and I thought it would be great to share it to you know to the to my audience now um, one of the things I wanted to talk on today is a little bit about the actual podcast I'm going to be changing it up a little bit to include interviews occasionally because I think that other people's expertise bringing them into the actual um, podcast will help um, not only you but me as well right because I'm not an expert in every area and nor can anyone be so I'm going to start bringing people in and when they have an expertise that I think that would help you in your sales funnel journey um, that's what I, I'll include um, and so anyways to get back to what I learned yesterday or the other day um, and how I learned it I learned it through I was in a I thought I was over you know um, joining these these challenges but I'm in a little cal- uh, five-day challenge and I highly suggest I'll put the uh, if there's a link, I'll put a link to this in the show notes. But um, there was a challenge I was in with Russell Brunson, and I thought it was like just epic thing that um, I realized that my lead magnets need to come from my frameworks. Um, so when you build a framework on how you do something, doesn't matter what it is, right? You can see when you start to um, make something, even if you're just following a recipe, if you've done it a dozen times, you start to to implement some of the things that you um, have found worked better, right? And so you've created your own little process. And a process is nothing different than a framework. And so what you want to do is in, inside of your business, whether whatever that might be, you would want to create a framework. So your, your five-step or seven-step process to get your a perfect ICA, your ideal um, uh, client avatar, their result right? So if we, we've, we've climbed up a hill, the result would be the flag at the top. Well, what is that process? And so that was, that would be your framework. And so inside each of those steps, you create an, um, a micro framework within those steps. And I thought that is just so brilliant. And how do you use your framework to, you know, um, offer it to your particular, um, avatar? Now, that particular micro um, framework would be I, would be the actual offer. So you would pluck that out of one of your steps, right? And so that's what what I'm going to be doing now. I have to create that at some point, maybe after I do this uh, podcast. But that is uh, was was I thought brilliant. Um, 
because I, I, I might, my, I don't know about you, but you know, obviously lead magnets have to change. They get kind of fatigued, but I've been changing them, you know, pretty constantly in the last five years. And I, some worked and some didn't, right? And some were flops. And I'm like, why is that? And so when I, when I heard this the other day, I thought my audience needs to know this. Now, um, the other thing I wanted to mention is if you are having a hard time getting traction in your business or you keep moving your offer around um, and you're not quite sure what you want to offer people um, and that, you know, they always say that your message, uh, I forget that saying, <laughs> but the um your uh, mess is your message, right? Because your offer keeps switching. And, you know, in the last year, everybody has been pivoting. I have noticed this online. People are pivoting constantly. So don't beat yourself up about that. That is not necessary because people are going to move around all over the place. Now, a while back, I heard the fastest way to get started I think I heard this from Miles Beckler, um, was that you should create an agency. And you might be thinking, I don't want an agency. That's not what I want to do. I want to coach people. Um, Well, you have an expertise in some area, right? So you can start there. Um, if your coaching business, you want to get your coaching business off, um, off the ground, you might want to start doing that on the side as doing an agency. So there's some area inside of your business that you're really good at. I know you are, and you just, you're, you're so close to it that you're not noticing it. So if, if there might be something in there that is, uh, you're a, you know, a convert kit person or, um, active campaign person or a Kajabi person or a copywriter person, and you're really good at that, then that might be where you start, you know, creating your side kind of hustle within your, within your entrepreneurial space. Um, and now be careful what you ask for, because obviously I've Um, I created obviously an agency. I have an agency that I create funnels and I love that part of it. Um, now I started coaching somebody on, uh, as you know, I was going through the campaign driven uh, product launch and I loved, I realized after doing this that I was more in line with, uh, projects like that. I love doing projects. I love teaching people. And I love building like funnels. So that's where I've really niched down into um, in my business. Okay. Now I can do Facebook ads all day long. I know how to do them. I know how to create them. I know how to do all of that. But that is not an end end in uh, like a project that ends, right? So you might want to look at in your, in your business, do you like when projects end or do you like that ongoing project? Okay. So you might want to do Facebook ads or Google ads or whatever, because that particular project is a monthly project. And I don't, you know, I do it for one client and that's it. I am not going to start doing Facebook ads 
for more clients. That's not where I want to be. I want to teach people how to, to launch their products. Um, and that ends inside sales funnels. You don't actually have to have a Shopify store. Everybody thinks you need to have a Shopify store. And all these people are building these Shopify stores thinking that they're going to, you know, make it in, in their, in their uh, stores when they don't actually know how to launch those stores to get them going. And so with, um, one of my clients, we're, we not, we're going to open up a Shopify store, but that's not the first thing we're going to do. Now, there's difference. Obviously, people have different preferences as to some people will say, yeah, we test products inside Shopify. Well, I think it's easier to, to test products and offers inside a sales funnel than to do it inside of Shopify. Um, because then it's one product at a time and then you can build on that. Okay. Now this particular, uh, client has more than one, uh, he's in a very specific niche. Okay. But he's, uh, has more than one product inside that particular niche. So we're trying different products. We're going to actually just launch uh, three different funnels for them in the three different products and create the order bumps and the um, upsells for his particular product. Okay. Now, when we create products, what we want to do is create um, what we call the stack. Okay. And so I was actually doing the stack in my corporate job. I didn't even know what the stack was. Um, when I was creating marketing um, plans for the Southeast region here in the U.S., that was one of my offers because I looked at an offer. I was sitting at my desk one day and, and the reps used to give me other people's um, you know programs. And that's what you should be doing too, right? Looking at other people's offers. And so my reps would bring that offer in and, and I would get a copy of it. And I was staring at this one particular offer and I looked and I thought, well, that doesn't even make sense. Some of the things that, that it was giving in this offer didn't make sense. And I think that, you know, when you stare at somebody's offer for long enough, you could say, okay, I can create a better offer. And I think that that is the key. All right. Looking at other people's offer and going, how can I make that better? So you can do that very easily by just looking at other competitors. I'm not into copying people. That's not my thing. I would rather, I don't even know that I like to look at a whole bunch of different offers because you might even find you might be that person who might want to, um, you can't help but copy. You know what I mean? It's not, it's not something you're doing purposefully. It's just something that you, you, you see something and then you go, Oh, I can do that. All right. Just, I'll just do that. And it's, that, that can be difficult. You can go down a, a you know, just a, a rabbit hole trying to create that. So what you want to do is just look at their, uh, you know, somebody's offer, or maybe it's somebody's offer that's not right in your, uh, niche. And maybe you're looking at, at another offer. So let's say you're in, weddings and that's your, your, your niche, but it's, you look at a person who's in that niche, let's say you're an event person, but you look at a, a photographer's offer so that you're not, conf- um, you're not confusing your offers, but you're looking at somebody else's offer and getting ideas. Okay. Cause you're not a competing against each other. You're, you're 
you're working with each other. So that would be what I would do if you're trying to fill, you know, create that offer. Okay. Um, and that, that's basically what, you know, I've started to do is actually build out my offer um, and, and, and obviously my process, my framework, and now I'm going to r- change up my lead magnet based on my offer or based on my, you know, my framework. Okay. So that's it for today. And I hope that you enjoy, um, you know, the new interview, um, uh, format coming into you in, in the next little while. And um, please subscribe, scroll down, and um, you can, if there's any links, they'll be right there in the actual show notes. Thanks so much for listening. We'll talk soon. Bye for now.